Tuesday Night Talk is a part of Real Sound Reviews YouTube channel where I make tutorial, reviews and many incredible things to help you in sound creation. You can support by donation on patreon.com zdv and indeed subscribe to never miss a single episode. Tuesday night talk, we are very glad to receive Viestar Gaelitis. Hi. Hi Joe. Yeah. Uh, who is the founder of Scanius Mesh, which means in Ladian a forest of sound. Correct, yes. Yeah, correct. We're going to speak a lot about this. A huge festival who uh, receive a lot of very interesting experimental artists. Usually it's the Autumn, uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what I would like to know first is, before founding the festival, what was your relationship to music? You are a musician yourself. You were pre- presenting some radio show or uh, what? No, uh, music has uh, just been in a interest from uh, an early age I would say from uh, as long as I remember myself uh, consciously uh, but uh, it was never meant to be uh, my main occupation uh, because uh, first of all uh, I was never thinking about uh, taking a, a musical career because I realized quite early on that I was uh, musically dull and also uh, shy. I remember that in, in the first grade I had a dispensation. <laughs> I was allowed not to attend choir because I had um, I simply had a f- fear of it and uh, also I think I had um, must have had a terrible voice uh, and uh, <clears throat> hence uh, but I always was uh, uh, taken by sound uh, always loved uh, sound and and it uh, it gave uh, it gave uh, it kind of animated uh, my life so was I was I was completing going um, completely a different uh, so to speak career path mm-hmm. and uh, um, so how comes the idea the first sparkle in your mind about founding such a festival as uh, can you explain us the story of how the idea was born uh, let's start <coughs> was in that uh, was uh, what I mentioned uh, uh, my uh, intended career path I was um, in 1990 uh, when uh, Soviet Union was close to collapse I was uh, mm, lucky enough to gain a, a scholarship uh, for one year to study um, Norwegian language uh, and then uh, once I 
learned that, I saw that uh, I realized that education in Norway, I had already started education I mean, in, in Latvia, I, in, I wanted to be an architect, um, I failed uh, technical drawing during the exams because I was uh, too confident in my drawing skills and at the same time too lazy uh, to, to attend courses, so I was admitted. Um, I failed to enter architectural course, but I was uh, offered um, a second best thing, so to speak, uh, which was construction engineering. I didn't say no to it, even though I was not interested in it, because that was a way how to skip uh, Soviet military service. That was a time when um, Gorbachev and Reagan had uh, entered disarmament talks uh, and uh, they cut down on conventional troops uh, by not admitting uh, students uh, in, in army and so I immediately grabbed that uh, possibility even though I was completely uh, disinterested in, in construction engineering. So anyway I, I got that Norwegian uh, scholarship and after learning uh, uh, Norwegian, I realized that uh, after one year that they have a free education. Basically, you just have to pay for your living, but you don't have to pay anything for uh, uh, for uh, school. Um, and uh, I applied for university there and um, got admitted. And so um, <clears throat> that was in the 90s and uh, a lot of... Uh, musical uh, <clears throat> changes were happening uh, then. Um, first of all, it was, uh, you know, especially after 80s, it was more and more uh, electronics coming into uh, into uh, <clears throat> sound and, and production. And also, uh, as the second part of the uh, 90s, uh, personal computers became uh, available, at least in the West, and uh, people started, uh, you know, making music. Often people who would have otherwise picked up a guitar or, or DJs moved on to uh, mm. uh, electronic music, and there was this whole uh, new world of uh, sound, uh, a single person could make a variety of sounds sound like an orchestra. We know all, all this history uh, and new labels were popping up like Warp and Warp Records and then Mega in, um, in Austria. And <clears throat> I used to go in Oslo um, to, to a club. It, it doesn't exist anymore. It was called So What? And... Uh, from Miles uh, Davis um, <clears throat> record and and I was um, uh, I listened to a lot of uh, stuff there which uh, which I found very interesting and then I <clears throat> returned back to Latvia to Riga after ten years in Norway and I was kind of missing those things there's this um, concert uh, scene and I also realized how much was happening and uh, and I also had no connection with Latvia in a sense anymore after 10 years and uh, like social connection was uh, hard to re-establish and I started to <clears throat> inquire what was going on in um, kind of underground music in, 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 in 
Riga and realizes they were scattered, especially um, uh, like rave-oriented uh, stuff and uh, especially a uh, rhythm and beats-based music uh, was good, um, good underground stuff. Uh, I was always more interested in to underground music in a sense that uh, all the musical uh, interests, although of course I had a first thing I encountered uh, popular music, music somehow always moved into some kind of margins, um, realizing that those musicians who, 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 who play in this and that band, they have some, some side projects, some other expressions, and, and, and my sister had was an influence. She listened to to, to by at that time alternative music, and uh, so when I realized it, <clears throat> there was not so much of a common um, scene in Latvia as there was all scattered uh, venues and, and and scenes and kind of individual work. I thought it would be good to. Uh, well, that was afterward. I, I, First, I thought actually it was um, uh, there were things happening which would be uh, great to show in in Rio, but I ne never had an interest in organizing concerts. I was just missing those things. I was missing places where to go and listen to that kind of music. So I contacted um, some uh, I don't know online some uh, labels and people and started to inquire about um, whether they would like to play in Riga and somehow very amateurly I contacted clubs and proposed um, those artists there and clubs Riga was very was very open back then in the beginning of a new millennium and uh, sometimes <laughs> those artists came and 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 I <clears throat> Also, club owners were open. I remember Metro and, and, and also Depot and later. And it was still a very uh, <clears throat> economically, uh, financially uh, not beneficial for them to pay fees. And because uh, often that kind of music was still, uh, it was <clears throat> exciting in its sound, but maybe uh, names were not recognized. Uh, for me, they meant something, and uh, but not for uh, for wider audience. And I often also, you know, when somebody's starting to play digital noise, people just would leave there. And uh, so I realized that I felt kind of um, that I had sold something sometimes to those clubs, which they were hard, had hard time, you know, um, paying for and. Uh, it was not, of course, nothing. Nothing expensive, but still, you know, organizing a concert, running a club is not is not an easy uh, business. So, and then I start to think that we, we we should perhaps with my friend, um, a couple of friends. One of them was uh, Waldemar Johansson, so, who's a composer and artist. Also, that it's worth trying to set up, um, you know, our own event. And um, then it was. Um, after some talks and force them back, I was working as a journalist at that time, um, and uh, we managed to contact um, this label, Mego, in in uh, Vienna, and they agreed on pretty uh, miserable conditions to 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 come to Riga and play, and they stayed 
overnight at uh, my place, which isn't very big. And uh, but maybe his main uh, draw was um, French electroacoustic um, music composer, music concrete, uh, one of the pioneers, Bernard Parmigiani. Uh, I had a specific interest. I had picked up that uh, that uh, sound, uh, music concrete somehow. Uh, immediately appealed uh, because it had this um, in a sense non-musicality in it this relationship to um, it's to the world around something raw and strong yeah. at the same time mm -hmm. and uh, when I mentioned to and I I don't recall how I contacted Bernard Parmigiani but he didn't even speak English uh, um, <laughs> I didn't speak French so but somehow we agreed, and uh, his his arrival. That's that's another story. Uh, you, we have time. Yeah, it's yeah, super, so, super interesting. You can and uh, so when I told people from Mega that uh, Bernard Parmigiani is uh, coming here, immediately, yes, sure, we're gonna play. And uh, well, uh, talking about our organizational managerial skills. Uh, I, me and my colleague Ernest uh, Anson, he's he's a sound engineer and he's actually has gotten Christophs for uh, best uh, <clears throat> uh, soundtrack for film. So he's 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 good uh, also uh, film uh, uh, music uh, maker. And uh, he said, well, uh, on that day when we were supposed. To pick up Bernard Parmigiani, he said, funny thing, you know, I just uh, saw today a guy in Aldrey who looks like who looks like Bernard Parmigiani. It's, it's hard to take somebody else for Bernard Parmigiani because he had this uh, specific beard, like this, um, I would say, uh, turn of this last century, 19th, 20th century beard, this, uh, this gentlemanish beard, and, and then he said, I looked like a guy, uh, him, just drawing a suitcase through the old rig and we thought what a funny coincidence and uh, that was back in 2003 and then we arrived at the airport to pick him up waited waited you know the flight from paris arrived nobody's coming out i don't know what's happening um so and then all of a sudden i have a call from a russian woman and she's saying that there's an older gentleman besides me uh who would like to speak to you and i just <laughs> But he, but uh, he, does, I take the phone. But he's just trying to say something, and and I, I don't get it much. But what had happened is that we had mixed up arrival times. So and he had arrived on an earlier flight, and he had, but he didn't have a mobile phone. So he had <clears throat> waited at the airport. We were not there, so he took a cab cab had brought him to old town to something i suspect was a brussel <laughs> and but they were uh, kind those uh women there and they realized that the man has gotten lost so and uh, he uh, but in the meantime he had also with a cab he had stopped at my house and there on the first floor uh, lived my uh, old neighbor an older um uh, a Russian woman, and she, uh, when she was, uh, when she was drinking, sometimes she was drinking. She was lonely. Her husband had 
passed away and, and her children had left her. So uh, she could be, she could get quite bullish and uh, also kind of, she guarded the, uh, the house and when he had, he had arrived there and she basically had chased him away. And uh, so he went to that brothel and uh, anyway, we picked him up like, completely disgraced but he was he was all right he he we had a good time together afterwards so and we arranged a concert uh, in something which is called theater museum it's no well it's still called theater museum it's uh, in Pardogo in Angenskans and uh, there's dirty deal theater now uh, and uh, there was um, uh, Bernard Parmigiani as a headliner you may say so, whether that's the right um, person for headline, I don't know, but still, uh, we felt very proud of having him there, and uh, because he's a history, you know, and uh, also um, Mego people, Peter Reberg, who's uh, unfortunately history mm -hmm. too now, because he passed away last year, and um, so um, Florian Hecker and uh, Roman Bauer and uh, Tina Frank, who was um, is a visual artist. She has she made those uh, very, I would say, special uh, visuals, which um, uh, were both um, moving visuals for concerts, and also she designed their <coughs> records. So and. Uh, I think that's kind of curiosity, which was uh, in the so in society, um, filled all the streets up with cars. I have never after seen anything like that, uh, and all kinds of people came, various uh, social um, from various social strata. I remember that uh, dynasty ones, you know, one of the uh, kind of. Uh, let me an awakening fathers uh, was there he was uh, at that time i think he was uh, working in riga city council as a um, responsible for i don't know what what is it cultural affairs something like that he was very open it turned out so oh, and and we kind of uh, grudgingly uh, unwillingly said okay well let's do it again and so um although we hate as a managerial part and um so this uh, thing, uh, it went on and on, and it has been uh, it has been moments. I mean, uh, of course, it's uh, completely, I guess, natural with any kind of uh, project that um, you get fed up with it, and uh, but maybe what saves Kanyamesh which wasn't very, um, maybe, uh, kind towards me, uh, was 2008 crisis, uh, mm -hmm. when uh, basically uh, I worked in DN, uh, magazine, uh, newspaper DN as a journalist, before it was sold to oligarchs and then and before it kind of lost its, uh, lost its uh, moral authority, um, mm, I was uh, writing uh, for cultural affairs there and uh, back then it was yeah it was uh, all this upheaval with crisis and um, Dina was first sold to um, to, to um, uh, some other uh, 
in investors and there was a, there was new leadership and uh, and they had gotten uh, the message that they have to so to speak optimize mean which means letting people go and I remember that I had this uh, nice arrangement before everything uh, before there's uh, such thing it was ever actually invented as a term like this uh, distant work because I really I had a difficulty working in a open space where there's a lot of people around it's, I understand it's, too. It's, <laughs> and it, so it was very popular uh, at that time and, uh, and I somehow arranged with um, with Sarmi Elliott which was uh, editors and uh, that she allowed me to work from home and then uh, once a new leadership came and uh, they walked through the newspaper and so there was this empty table and they said who's supposed to be there well well, if he's not there he shouldn't be working for us something like that to cut it short and anyway it's um, yeah that was kind of a upheaval uh, in my life that I lost this security and job and uh, which I think which I thought at that time that I will have it forever because I really loved it and then what was left was um Mm, just Kanyamesh and which was always kind of sidekick for me uh, mm-hmm. I was just doing it after job in the weekends uh, during holidays um, putting in also my own money there and uh, so I had lost my job so and then it was Kanyamesh and, which was about to be uh, lost too because for instance uh, a grant which was given uh, to us uh, by the state was uh, it was kind of signed but was not still uh, transferred to us it was withdrawn so not, not just to us I think to, to many and it was yeah it was complete panic uh, so and um, my colleague who was working uh, uh, I had to let her go because there was nothing to pay uh, and so I started to try to, like a drowning person, to, to to try to at least stick to one thing that was left, which was this Kanyamesh, but I'm, I'm trying to save it. And so we kind of started to work intensively on it. I, tried, I contacted uh, similar-minded festivals in Europe, and, and which I had some contact before already, like uh, Club Transmodal in Berlin and... Uh, and so we got together all we were actually quite uh, i think affected by crisis not as much as latvia but also other countries so and we started to invent kind of yeah think about projects together basically we moved into different level of cooperation which was thanks god there was this creative europe and funding and um, it worked out after some attempts so and yeah basically that was kind of kicked it uh further um uh this crisis which which i uh, affected my life my security uh badly mm-hmm. but then skanimesh uh, i guess gained from it at the end of it and then uh, i met uh, my very enthusiastic uh, and 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 uh, knowledgeable uh, colleague uh, richards uh, who was back then young in 2011 young he's still young but uh, who was uh, uh, yeah for, for for such a I, I saw that uh, I was surprised 
to realize how young he was because he he had so much knowledge and he so much and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and all this enthusiasm and uh, interest uh, so and he uh, yeah basically um, joined forces and uh, helped with uh, yeah was uh, yeah writing applications working programs and uh, as Kanye West also gained a lot uh, in terms of program because uh, Richard has a interest in free improvisation and free jazz fields which uh, we had um, uh, touched upon relatively little and, and uh, more contemporary uh, composition came in yeah so yeah that was um, that that's the story actually of uh, of Skanimesh. Um. So another uh, difficult time I think was also uh, COVID because I f- I felt that uh, you could be frightened that people don't don't come. Did you uh, interrupt the festival and during during COVID? Or? Really, this uh, Skanimesh must have some kind of I don't know. Uh, Cosmic beneficiary because uh, benefactor because uh, again I mean uh, another crisis for uh, specifically also for for live uh, music sector uh, and uh, none of the festivals editions uh, uh, didn't uh, happen I mean that is both happened and just both of them literally a week or even less before a lockdown so it was it was a uh, again luck mm-hmm. and uh, while our colleagues uh, for instance we have this one uh, project pan-european project uh, where uh, which deals with finding uh, lesser known more uh, less exposed uh, artists and uh, uh, proposing them and exchanging them between uh, 16 various organizations and festivals in Europe. Uh, it's called SHAPE. And of those 16 partners, including ourselves, I think uh, in 2020, uh, I think it was just two festivals which uh, kind of happened full time. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, but I think it was just Club Transmedial, which was in January because it was before COVID. Well, COVID was already um, showed itself in uh, in December, but then slowly before people actually didn't know what it was, and well, it traveled to uh, from China to to Europe, and then uh, also the same in 2021. So three days before lockdown, I think in Friday, October 8th, uh, which was still recently, I remember uh, we didn't know whether. Uh, what will government decide? Uh, maybe all those artists who had arrived there will simply stay there as tourists uh, and won't be able to play. So yes, it was it was shaky, and uh, but we, yeah, we must have been lucky. Um, there was no there was no any kind of specific planning. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that because. Um, uh, about experimental music, I feel like nothing can replace the uh, experience to attend to improvisation. So uh, we have also to remind to people that uh, coming to festival is uh, a matter of life and death. Because this is something that is uh, very important. So could you give us uh, uh, some uh, an idea of uh, how many people work for the, the festival and? Um, 
because we are uh, how many artists are invited each year about 20 something I think in, in average there are about uh, 20 uh, for I mean 20 yeah something like that because mm-hmm. you usually during the night there are from uh, six to nine uh, artists playing and there are three nights over two weekends and um, about 24 acts maybe more mm-hmm. artists and uh, and this is something we um, have also kind of calculated uh, throughout experiences that uh, uh, considering how wide age group Scania meshes catering starting from uh, say 18 to uh, 50 and older um, and it's not like uh, uh, summer festival where you can come with a tent and just squat mm-hmm. there and uh, uh, we realize there's a different kind of uh, energy I mean how how much people can can spend there uh, younger people of course they can uh, hang out until the morning but then uh, people uh, below my age and especially my age so maybe uh, they would like to uh, they don't have this energy anymore so we uh, after having a lot of festivals in the beginning which um, I remember for instance one uh, in Andre I think it was 2007 edition which was also quite interesting because there was this great place in Andre before um, all those restaurants appeared there were uh, artistic initiatives uh, before it got, kind of got more gentrified and uh, there was this pool credits um, which was a uh, uh, Andre Sala uh, venture of a uh, pool credits uh, very popular pulp with a bar which which was in the old town uh, which was an institution by itself so we had the concert there and it was like six o'clock in the morning and um, the last band it was uh, wolf eyes playing uh, noise rock light already and six o'clock in the morning toilets toilets are overflown so there's uh, basically uh, you have to walk <laughs> into urine when, to, when you walk <laughs> so it was it's it's all those things which are uh, mm, there in the beginning, which uh, some might find charming, not not the overflown toilets, but all those uh, venues which were completely uh, unfunctional unfunct- for concerts in terms of uh, sound and also safety. Also, so we tried to uh, take care of that, you know, with with ribbons and just just you know closing off the less safe spaces but still uh, all that part uh, exciting uh, new space uh, innovation part that we kind of uh, dropped mm-hmm. uh, was a time maybe ourselves becoming older but not so actually Richard is a young guy he's he would uh, but he also uh, agreed that we need to you know if music is not comfortable this kind of music not always comfortable Maybe at least the uh, surroundings where you in- enjoy it uh, should be more comfortable. So and hence uh, also cutting a bit down on on, on time and uh, because sometimes it's just a waste of uh, you know good material when you have an artist, great artist playing at three o'clock in the morning when there are very few people in the hall. Bad for mm-hmm. bad for artists, bad for people who don't hear it, bad for us who lose money on it. So yeah, it's. Um, at the end of it, it's like 
six seven artists tonight is is good and um, Riga scale is it's not a big scale. So um, how do you uh, select uh, artists who are invited? It's uh, uh, you um, you have proposals or. Uh, uh, and how do you decide you this is between you and uh, Rehards or you have uh, some kind of listening um, mm -hmm. meetings uh, you know we both are uh, very comfortable with working distantly and nothing has to do with COVID we really enjoy working on mm -hmm. our own and Rehards too and uh, so in a sense we are both a bit asocial uh, and uh, so uh, and we also have, I would say we have a similar taste, but different interests in music a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. We agree about the same things, if we like, but uh, but we have different interests in music and uh, a bit different interests. So, and we basically are like, you know, uh, kids in the in a candy store, uh, listening to a lot of uh, watching what's, what's around. We are... Uh, uh, maybe um, the lack of our musical uh, competences and uh, knowledge is outweighed by this um, dilettante enthusiasm which we, which we have and uh, hence uh, our also quite uh, unimpinged uh, and I think open uh, view on music and therefore we are gathering a lot of impulses of course there are there are those uh, typical channels, all right, ordering, uh, subscribing to Wire magazine. I'm listening to WFMU. Uh, Richard knows where to look for, for, for uh, free impro uh, music. He has his uh, program now on Latvian Radio 3 and uh, and also Resonance FM, where, they, um, where he has a... Uh, Again, another impetus uh, to uh, come into contact with uh, with artists, uh, so that they can make some uh, stuff for him. So it's kind of net of a uh, matrix of uh, various components, including uh, radio stations, uh, uh, not blogs anymore, maybe, but uh, uh, webs. Uh, yeah what do you call websites or um, dealing with with this kind of music i mean like quiet or whatever pitchfork or pitchfork maybe mm -hmm. less lately and then of course bandcamp is a huge uh, treasure trove and uh, so it all kind of comes uh, together plus that people send uh, their own suggestions and uh, you know like how um I came upon you. Thank you, Wire Magazine. I mean, you see, we're living in in one country, mm -hmm. and we, we were not even aware. And this is typical, actually, for uh, I think maybe all not just Latvia, but uh, that you see further, but you don't see what's happening in front of your uh, feet. And uh, so, uh, and in that respect, I think. Uh, uh, Covid has affected really badly uh, local scene because uh, sometimes you pick up uh, through concerts and mm -hmm. that those are not happening and uh, and then you have to go through all this round through 
through some London-based magazine to find out that uh, you are here. That's that's a bit strange, of course, but uh, it's better than nothing. But uh, but uh, so yeah, there's those. Also, we don't have a. I mean. We don't have a Google for new music where you kind of basically get mm. everything uh, what you would like to get. It's it's all sometimes quite uh, coincidental and uh, yeah and uh, not not kind of random sometimes. But I I felt to, to to have discussed with Rihard during the festival that and uh, and, and the other thing I, I think really relevant that you mentioned that you uh, didn't sing in a choir when you were a child. It's like. Uh, there is this culture for music in Latvia based on choirs, on uh, classical folk composers or new contemporary. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I feel also that you try to give some kind of counterpart, some, some, uh, something that is uh, uh, aside from this traditional culture, trying to say Riga is also about something else than choirs and classical and you try to make this proposal to uh, to the audience as well well uh, it is uh, but uh, actually Riga it is it is not just uh, we are not trying to establish a culture here uh, which uh, which doesn't uh, exist we may be uh, water I would say already existing interest mm-hmm. or, or nourish it because otherwise there wouldn't be so many people uh, coming to the festival uh, it has to do maybe with the fact how I mean Latvians are I would say pre- maybe pretty individualist uh, people keep for um, themselves and then there is this um, plus there is this uh, old kind of uh, authoritarian uh, heritage was uh, you know uh, doing uh, things as they should be you know kind of uh, mm-hmm. f- formally and so on so the interest and energy uh, is there already has always been I mean after all there have been also like you know Zaltnia Pasnik NSR Day all those yeah, initiatives back then even in Soviet time and uh, so what we are trying to rather push forth that kind of give, give a space for that uh, for that kind of, for that energy because there is uh, creative energy and consumer uh, strata for that kind of uh, culture art and and, and music and uh, we are just trying to we fee- we are ourselves from here. I mean, uh, we uh, f- try to present create a space which is a bit more comfortable and and, and free where where we feel alright. And apparently, it's uh, it's a require <coughs> required space because you see that there are people attending it. So um, yeah. I think I think that that kind of uh, what you mentioned um, this. Uh, Traditionalism, yeah, it's 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 part of, uh, of course, it's part part of, of society here, but it is something more uh, has to do with a constrainment that not not with how always necessarily people feel like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that <laughs> I think that Latvian society is such. It's more like the kind of 
close we have uh, uh, we have uh, yeah it's, it's things which we have imposed on ourselves uh, I don't know which we haven't kind of freed ourselves from because uh, I mean even uh, you know everything like uh, even this uh, whatever uh, I don't know uh, you know stuff like uh, very popular things which are uh, <clears throat> even popular music it, it's all about uh, pe people freeing themselves uh, up enjoying something and uh, I think that Scania Mesh and uh, experimental music which is simply uh, to reduce it kind of very very banally you may say that it's more kind of a no rules playful uh, area uh, for music uh, it is a it is I think accessible to everyone and there is a interest uh, there is a energy for it it's just a Latvian society and with it with whole it's kind of a mental or I uh, you know um, social attitude matrix has not kind of re released it uh, yet and it's um, yeah we're just trying to soften it up give it a bit more kind of yeah go yes yeah this is why i insisted on the fact that his story is uh, is not uh, has not ended you know because the all there is always sequels like that. yeah uh uh what was for so the festival exists for um, 15 20 years it's 20 years 20 years this already. is 20 years uh, anniversary yeah, yeah um, 20 years so uh what were musically uh in your memories um some of the most intense moments uh, couples two three that you remember uh, like uh, subjectively uh it was Two years ago, uh, a composer uh, and sound artist um, Alvin Lucier was here in Riga. He passed away too um, uh, last year, and uh, he was performing. Uh, yes, exactly, performing more of a performance piece. Uh, I'm sitting in a room, you know, with a with a feedback loop, which when uh, eventually. Uh, when he speaks, I'm sitting in a room, and then uh, it's recording and uh, and again recording until the sound fades away completely, mm -hmm. and you cannot anymore discern what what is a saying, and uh, which is uh, kind of I guess allegory on decay. And then he passed away himself. He was already very frail. He was sitting in a wheelchair because he had uh, uh, he had broken his back. So it was also interesting that he um, we contacted him. Actually, I saw for a moment that he's already dead, and I realized that one of my colleagues in Vienna, a good festival called Music Protocol, uh, which is a subsidiary of um, ORF, which is an um, uh, Austrian state uh, radio. Uh, when they invited him, I realized that he's actually alive, um, and he was one of the early electronic uh, um, pioneers in, in the States, along with Robert Ashley and uh, David Berman, Gordon Muma. And so I contacted him, he wrote back, then he disappeared for half a year, and um, half a year later I said, yeah, sure, I'm coming with my, with my assistant. Um, and then I, I realized how frail he was it, uh, when we started to talk about 
how tickets and that he needs a wheelchair and he needs a business class not because he is uh, picky or spoiled just because he is with his body it's um, sitting mm-hmm. in a normal economy class it's it's a torture um, and it turned out he had uh, in this half year he had disappeared because he had broken his back uh, fallen down the stairs and um, he didn't say a word about it I just learned from others he just completely disappeared and uh, then showed up and said yes I'm coming to Riga which was his last uh, also recording uh, of uh, I'm sitting in a room uh, at all and the last one uh, last show in, in, in Europe also it's actually issued on a, on a vinyl um, um, the whole kind of book on him and uh, double vinyl and uh, yeah so that was a uh, that was strong and I also which uh, always also reminds me that uh, of music uh, of affection for music or sound outside of uh, just uh, just its ordinary uh, like uh, temporality you know like as they say uh, composition is music is a, is music and time in temporality while uh, sound art is music in space and uh, I had no uh, knowledge of sound art uh, until I actually encountered um, uh, Christina Kubisch, uh, Kubisch work uh, uh, which was uh, back in Berlin uh, in a water reservoir where you had to wear uh, rubber boots and uh, put on those electromagnetic uh, headphones and walk through the water and listen to story narrations about the sea and it's like uh, yeah it's i have noticed that uh, personally i i'm quite affected by uh, i don't know why but uh, but something uh, about uh, musicality um outside of also a con- concert hall so yeah and and, and uh, alvin lucier's of course last show that was in a hindsight, it's it's important, but also at that very moment, it was um, it was uh, strong, yeah, and uh, so that was one of the things. And what else? It just, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I also, of course, recall uh, uh, Pierre Henry on on Dome Square with something like eighty speakers and uh, all this, um, yeah. <laughs> relief that the concert was happening because it was such a nightmare to organize uh, it logistically and with all the permissions and so on although I cannot complain I mean um, I have never encountered the worst parts of Latin bureaucracy I know you have but uh, I've been uh, saved from much of that also also maybe I'm quite more (laughs) acceptable so uh, but uh, yeah that was uh, also and Ben Parmigiani uh, back then when he was not even playing he was uh, diffusing music you know a lot of speakers and he just basically already doing a, uh, live stuff yeah so I don't know if I recall also a composer Ullman whom uh, Richard suggested and uh, Maybe because his music was so uh, almost uh, impossible to hear. Um, 
yeah sometimes those things which um which has some kind of a quality uh besides just the musical uh, beside the composition mm-hmm. but also of course uh, mostly composed i mean or, or normal music really, you know like so do you have any ideas or of uh, who is going to be uh, present in the next session yeah it is um uh, edgar Ruben is definitely uh, which is latin guitar uh, player and uh, electronic mm-hmm. musician he he's coming uh, with a new record which is going to be issued as a cassette on some Dutch label which doesn't exist yet or exists but has no issues and uh, it's a, he always liked uh, blues and so it's it's kind of an exper- uh, experimental blues record so yeah him and we don't want to reveal so much but they are uh, I can uh, say at once that uh, yeah I hope that something will work out let's see if we um get money for that was Evia Skutje, which is a young Latvian composer. Uh, I hope she's uh, making a piece. I'm not sure, but I hope she's making a piece for Skanjvish. Well, uh, then, as this is a 20th anniversary, 20 years is a generation, and we uh, have people who were born then who are coming to Skanjvish, so we will remind to them, and also to others who were present then, as much as it was about the first edition, so current uh, director of uh, INAGRM, which is um, uh, the French uh, Institute of uh, mm-hmm. Basically Musique Concrete, and uh, François Bonnet, uh, he's going to oh, come. I, uh, I know him, he, yeah. he, he, he animates uh, a show on... Um, in France, a radio show about experimental music. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The world is small. And uh, he's going to come and uh, perform both his music uh, and diffuse uh, Bernard Parmigiani's music because, yeah, it's it's kind of homage also to, to, to the first artists who were here. Well, Migo, or now editions, Migo artists are coming um, who were also present uh, at Scanimesh in the beginning. Uh, the first or second edition, uh, like Florian Hecker uh, and uh, Russell Hoswell with his digital noise and uh, artists, uh, which uh, yeah, which we have also more personal uh, relationship with, um, like Martin Wheeler. He's a mu- film music composer, uh, but who also was a kind of. A, yeah, has been a lot of um, given impetus for 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 Skanjemesh with, with his ideas and so on. He's gonna perform, uh, and uh, yeah, and Adam um, Okelbost, which is a, a Norwegian, uh, I would say, very uh, ingenious musician and visual artist and, uh, and, and, and a teacher at uh, Norwegian Academy of Arts. Uh, he's gonna come and perform. Those are lesser known names that I mentioned because um, it has to do something with the beginning of Skanyamesh. Um, and uh, well, uh, hopefully, uh, Peter Ablinger, uh, which is a 
German Austrian composer. So yes, we have some uh, we have pretty clear ideas already, but we're just a bit we want to release them uh, gradually and also because uh, while we while I speak, we are collecting money. Uh, still, it's every year the same, starting from it's scratch. It's, it's a fight every year. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you you have this. Uh, as you know, as I comment, as I see, it's like a carpet, which is you know uh, this rag carpet, which is uh, made of different pieces. This how our Scandinavian budget looks like. It's it's from different uh, smaller, bigger sources. So and it's it's every you know every year is the same. So. So my last question, but you almost answered, but I don't know. Uh, how far as you can remember uh, in your childhood, what is your first memory connected to sound or music? Oh, that's fair. That's easy to answer because uh, uh, my father was a reverend and he brought me to church, to mm. Wincon Church, that's quite a popular church now, and which was uh, very boring. Uh, for a kid at church uh, and uh, so there was um, but one thing which I always liked was uh, organ music uh, and mm. uh, being played and I think also that's kind of uh, influenced a bit me I, I suspect uh, in direction of uh, uh, sympathy for uh, electronic music because there, there can be some temporal uh, similarities if you make electronic mm. music in a, centri- in a certain way. And uh, yeah, so that was uh, basically my first uh, kind of memory. And once we were all sick at home and uh, that wasn't before COVID, of course, but there was still other flu or something like that. And there was... Um, I don't know who had put on. Uh, we had a record player, and some had put on uh, Vienna Balls, Balls, <laughs> Balls by Johann Strauss. I don't know. And I would perhaps not uh, be uh, taken by it now. Now, but then it was like very affectionate. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, all this uh, great sound you bring to uh, Latvia it seems to be a uh, huge work yeah but it's you know it's like a work you do it <laughs> Just you do. Yes. but still someone yeah. has to do it and uh, yeah. thank you everyone for watching if you enjoy this content please drop a like subscribe if you didn't already and uh, share on social network this is the uh, main way to help the growth of this channel a huge thanks for watching and I will see you here very soon. Thank you for inviting. That was an honor and pleasure. Yeah.